0: The good thing about kapha depression is it is seen; it is pretty obvious. But the bad thing is it stays for a long period of time. It is sticky. Kapha is unctuous; it's a sticky material. What happens when we mix earth and water? It's like a clay. It's a glue. So even the good thing sticks to kapha, and the sad, bad things also stick to kapha. So. Of all the three depressions, Vata, Pitta, Kapha, Kapha will take the longest time. But there is a silver lining here. Generally speaking, again, this is not pointing to a typical case, but this is just with my own experience. Experience with my grief and depression and experience with helping my clients with depression. Uh, When a person reaches the kapha state of depression, yes, it is long. Only when you reach the kapha state of depression, it is coming to end of the tunnel, so to speak. Because it is in the kapha state, you finally accept it. You finally start to embrace the reality in a slow and sticky way. But this is the phase everyone has to reach to really come out of the rut, so to speak. So the best thing about Kapha's state of depression is you are at the end of the tunnel. Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Dev. Maheshwara Guru Sakshat Parapram Tasma Shri Gurave Namaha Namaste everyone this is Akshata again. We are talking about kafa state of depression. In my earlier episode, I mentioned there is a journey when a person is depressed, according to Ayurveda. The phase, the journey of depression might look like a vata phase in the beginning, then move to the pitta phase, and then last but not the least one is to get into the kapha state of depression. So this is a typical journey the person travels through. uh, But it's not the same sequential vata, pitta, kapha. Again, it depends on the person, how the mind has received the emotional toxicity, the depth of depression. But typically, most of us go through A journey of Vata phase, Pitta phase and Kapha phase. And if you are listening to this episode, uh, please make sure you have listened to my earlier episode where we talked about understanding depression through the lens of Ayurveda and yoga philosophy. This is kind of part two of, of depression episode. So to get a better idea, or an understanding of depression, how it is seen through Ayurveda and the Vedanta teachings, if you haven't listened, please listen to the earlier episode on understanding depression. So then it will give you an idea what I'm talking about and this will set the stage for you when you listen to this episode. Now let's look at Kapha depression when the person suffering is Kapha-dominant personality. We all are familiar with what Kapha is made up of. It is water and earth element. So what does it say to us? Water and earth are the two gross elements in the five Panch that Ayurveda tells us this vast creation is made up of. Ether, air, fire, water, earth. So water and earth are the two gross elements. So the depression also takes the form of grossness. What I mean by that is the person, especially Kafa dominant person, if they are going through any form of depression, be it physical, psychological or spiritual, you will see a strong sense of losing vitality. There is um, definitely lethargy set in. Lethargy sets in even when you see an imbalance in the kapha personality. Uh, It doesn't have to be necessarily depression. But you feel a strong sense of discouragement, What is the word I like to use here? Um, A sense of lifelessness. You feel like their interaction with life has become indifferent. They really don't care what the outcome would be, good or bad. They just start being indifferent to life. And that is really very toxic. When the person suffers through the stage of kapha, the depression, it is pretty deep. It is set in for a long period of time. And as we know, kapha kind of moves slowly because it's made up of water and earth. So even the depression is set in. It is there. It is deeply seated, just not in the conscious realm. But it's also entered the subconscious. So you can say it is quite chronic when a person has reached the state of kapha depression. So I would also want to address here we are talking two things. It's not just about the depression experienced by a kapha dominant personality, they will definitely experience the symptoms I just mentioned. But any person, this is the second part of what I want to say is, irrespective of what constitution or dosha you are, there is a journey in the depression. There is a vata phase, there is a pitta phase, and there is a kapha phase. So if you are a pitta dominant personality, maybe your pitta phase might be longer than the other two. If you are vata dominant, it can be vata phase might be longer but we all go through the three phases because end of the day, each one of us has all the five elements residing within us, in our mind, in our body, in our every cell. So the dance of those five elements might be different when we are suffering depression. So let's say you might be pitta kapha personality. So Pitta is your dominant dosha and Kapha is your subdominant, and Vata is kind of passive. But that doesn't mean that vata might not take over in the depression. And you might experience a pretty long vata phase of depression. It can happen. But is it probab- the probability of happening is a little less. You might suffer more in the pitta and kapha phase. But depending on how the mind receives that depression, how toxic the event has been it all translates into what phase we are. So I just wanted to say I'm saying kind of two things here. I'm also describing how the kapha dominant person will experience kapha depression and also any individual irrespective of what dosha we are we do have to pass through the kapha phase of depression too. And here I'm generally speaking it's not A hard and fast rule that applies to everyone, but typically, in my own experience, consulting with my clients, and I personally had gone through a long period of grief and depression when I lost my parents. So, I have a first hand experience. And when I look back and kind of analyze it with the lens of Ayurveda, being a Pitta Kapha dominant personality as I am, I did go through the Kapha phase of depression pretty long. And Kapha phase of depression is more serious, in my opinion, than the Vata and the Pitta phase. Uh, We will know as I share with you what it looks like, Vata depression is and what it looks like to be a Pitta depression. So... The indifferent attitude to life is really very dangerous, according to Ayurveda. We basically start losing our ojas, losing that vitality, which is so kapha. And once we start losing that, our immune system starts to pay the price. Our hormones, especially for women, are controlled quite a bit with our kapha in our body and mind. When I was going through the phase of kapha depression, I'm pretty sure that's when I messed up my thyroid because I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism when I was in a really dark, toxic tunnel of grief, feeling guilty of losing my parents, not being there, Uh, All those uh, negative thoughts. Hypothyroidism in Ayurveda is mainly a kapha imbalance. Hormones play a big role in keeping. When the kapha is working optimally in body and mind, our hormones are balanced. Our reproductive health takes a hit when we are in depression. Even when we see it from a logical standpoint, we will all agree, when you don't feel good inside, when your self-esteem is shaken, kapha stands for security and stability in life, right? Kapha is all about root chakra. So if that starts shaking, you're pretty much the whole building, the whole body and mind, the vata, pitta, sit on that root chakra. Everything starts to shake. So kapha depression When anyone experiences Kapha depression, it's pretty chronic and we need to take help. We need to take help from Ayurveda, yoga, or you can go to mainstream medical, whatever that calls you. But Kapha state of depression needs help. It is not just about being with loved ones. It's about understanding why the qualities of Kapha. What comes to mind? Heavy, untuousness, right? So the heavy and the untuous quality of Kafa does not make the person forget about what happened that caused depression in the first place. Everything runs heavy in their life, meaning everything is on an extreme. Depressed people will go for sweets, like ice creams, cake. Some unctuous, heavy desserts, they might binge on cheese and crackers a lot, take a big tumbler of ice cream and just keep having it on their bed, clueless of what time of the day or night it is. They tend to cry a lot, that is also a very quintessential kapha kind of depression in Kapha's state of depression, the person also loses hope in taking care of themselves, like grooming themselves. They would even not remember when they last combed their hair. They, If they were to run an errand, they would just pick anything that their hands lay on, the first dress or or jeans, or whatever, they really are not present, and they would just go shabbily dressed. And what I'm trying to say is, when a person reaches the state of kapha depression, or the person suffering from kapha depression, it can be seen outwardly. Like, it is very physical appearance, is very obvious. If you go to the grocery store, and you see someone, like, hasn't really taken time to tidy themselves up, we know there's something wrong. Uh, so it's very outward. As I said, kapha is made up of water and earth. So it's a gross element. So even the expression of kapha depression is pretty obvious. You don't have to be a family member or a loved one to know that this person is going through some sort of emotional turmoil. Even an outsider, a grocery person who is taking care of, you know, the person scanning your groceries can know that you might be in some form of mild or severe depression. So it can be seen outwardly, which is a good thing because once someone knows about it, they might point it out to them, their loved ones or family people to seek help and, you know, get rid of it. So it's a very physical gross manifestation so kapha is quite obvious to detect it cannot be hidden the most hidden depression anyone can guess the hint is the subtle elements and what are the two subtlest elements that make up the dosha vata some of you might have guessed coming back to kapha dosha the good thing about kapha depression is it is seen it is pretty obvious But the bad thing is, it stays for a long period of time. It is sticky. Kapha is untuous. It's a sticky material. What happens when we mix earth and water? It's like a clay. It's a glue. So even the good things sticks to Kapha and the sad bad things also stick to Kapha. So of all the three depressions, Vata, Pitta, Kapha, Kapha will take the longest time. But there is a silver lining here. Generally speaking, again, this is not pointing to a typical case, but this is just with my own experience. Experience with my grief and depression and experience with helping my clients with depression. But it's only when you reach the kapha state of depression, it is coming to end of the tunnel so to speak because it is in the kapha state you finally accept it you finally start to embrace the reality in a slow and sticky way but this is the phase everyone has to reach to really come out of the rut so to speak so the thing about Kaffa's state of depression is you are at the end of the tunnel and as it is obvious if you have loved ones or friends they point out to you you take their help or you go to focused groups that help with depression or you take Ayurveda yoga help or you take mainstream medical help, whatever the case may be. Once the person seeks help or in some cases they can, and I want to say this again, they can heal themselves from the Kapha state of depression. These are very rare, but a person who really invokes their willpower, connects their willpower Attunes, that's the word, attunes their willpower to the divine willpower, then something amazing, something miraculously amazing starts to happen. But that needs a lot of effort in that individual. If that individual in their life has been very positive, has had a very strong willpower, has lived a very disciplined life, then yes, there is a very good chance once they recognize it and once they're done with sulking, crying and sinking and sinking in that toxic rut, one day with the grace of the divine they realize enough is enough. Yes, there is a turnaround and they can work themselves out by taking the help from the divine creator. But most of us might need help, not to a, to a certain degree or depending on, you know, how the person is reacting to their own depression. That's why I just can't give a one-size-fits-all answer. But there is hope when a person reaches kapha state of depression because this is where the turnaround can happen. Now let's look at how from an Ayurvedic perspective they can do, like once they decide that light bulb goes on, one day, like it's enough is enough. I have to move on with life, I have a definite purpose that I have come here, I want to, you know, start fulfilling the desires, the goal that I have come for in this life. So if the person decides to move on. Then from an Ayurvedic perspective, they can start going out for light walks, just taking the cosmic prana from the universe, just taking light walks, nothing brisk walking or anything, just enjoying, trying to be present, looking at the nature, smelling the flowers, smiling at people when they meet. That is a huge thing. We take it for granted when we smile at each other but if you ask anyone who's been in a kapha state of depression if they see anyone smiling forget about smiling to anyone even if they see anyone smiling they would just get into that again toxic hole and go back home and start sulking that their life is miserable and you know all self-deprecating thoughts come because smile works like a poison in the kapha state of depression and if any one of you listening has experienced it (laughs) will know what I'm trying to refer to here. So go out and start smiling even if it is artificial. My mantra is fake it until you be it, not become it, but be it. Um, It's okay, we have to start somewhere And an honest effort is well appreciated by the divine than just not trying to do anything with it. So just a light nature walk would be perfect. Start looking at your kitchen. Start bringing the vegetables that you love. kaffa people would benefit from making something A yummy dish with cauliflower, you can bring in some sweet potatoes, make a nice casserole for yourself. So make dishes that are little heavy um, and that are grounding. So here, some of you might be saying, Akshita, what are you saying? Kapha people cannot eat heavy grounding foods because Kapha is heavy and grounding. Yes, you're right. But here we are trying to balance the kapha person. This person is not uh, a normal imbalanced kapha. This is a depression kapha. They need the grounding because the root chakra is shaking right now. So they need some untuousness bore, a good untuousness if uh, if you know what I'm trying to say. The kapha has turned into toxic kaffa meaning that unctuous quality is sticking to wrong things. Now we want that Kaffa person to start sticking to the right things that are good for them. So good casserole, um, not very high in cheese and oil, but more savory, spiced and very, very nutritiously delicious on the tongue, if you will. Uh, Put it together with some warming spices, but not hot, but warming spices would really work. It'll start the vitality, the ojas juice to secrete and then they'll start feeling, for the first time they'll start feeling like, now I know I'm alive. Now I know I'm really breathing life. Up until then they were pretty much half dead. So the warming spices can kind of stir the kaffa, will start moving the limp, um, will start removing all the congestions. you know. So spices work as a strong decongestants. You can start having ginger tea. That will help. You can add ginger and honey as the best drink to come out of depression. Um, some green juices would work. Mint works well, cilantro, a little bit of carrot, mint, cilantro juice would work. Uh, But just little, not going all gung-ho on green juices. Having it on an empty stomach before lunch would work. But sipping ginger honey tea throughout the day will really start giving some life to the mind. It'll start looking for new things. It'll start to give you permission to move on. Bitter herbs really help kapha, kuduchi especially if you're familiar. It's also known as galoi. It is excellent to rebuild the immune system because their immune system is running pretty low when a person is going through kapha state of depression. They will easily catch on cold or allergies because they've Pretty much given up. When you give up on life, immune system shuts off. Period. So guduchi really helps. Ashwagandha also helps. But if there is a lot of pitta imbalance along with kapha, see, I'm talking about combination now. This is just a simple template that I like to share. How Ayurveda has the potential to bring people out of depression. But as I always say, there are many shades of grey in Ayurveda. It is not black and white. So even if you are deeply in a state of kapha depression, but you might have pitta aggravation. At that time, ashwagandha may not be the right choice. But guduchi will work because it helps pitta as well. Daily self-massages work wonders to bring To get the kapha moving. When I say kapha, I want the good kapha moving. So abhyanga, the self-massages, you might be very familiar with it. So warming oils for kapha, for sure. Sesame oil, mustard oil will work wonders to start kapha moving in the body and mind. Um, Watching good movies. So mentally, too, we need to bring kapha in balance. And I always tell my clients, if you are inclined to uh, watching feel-good movies or rom-com movies or or romantic movies, watch those, you know, now that, you know, with our technology world, streaming is such a click of a button. So watch some good, loving movies, but be careful of staying away from violent movies Staying away from movies that will make you cry and depressed. Don't watch movies where you don't get your man of dreams and, you know, you end up being alone. Don't go into that space watch movies that have good ending watch movies that make you look forward to in life so positive energy a high form of energy entertainment is very good for kapha especially because kapha love to sit on the couch and watch tv but be careful what you're watching because it's not just what we eat but what we consume through the mind is also A mental diet it's the mental food for our body so it is very crucial what we consume through our senses that feeds our mind listen to good music and you know to get out of kapha depression chanting helps a lot it worked a lot for me I am a devotional kind of a person all my life pretty much. So I get inclined to spiritual chants and I chanted a lot on my guru's chant. And as you might be aware, my guru is Paramahansa Yogananda. There are many chants that he has written in English and they have also been uh, some chants are in Sanskrit and translated in other languages as well. So I chanted in my prayer room. So chanting also helps to start building ojas. So we need the ojas back in the life. So for kaffa state of depression, I would say eat heavy foods, but healthy heavy foods, which are rich in fiber, which are rich in nutrition, because it is the unctuous food that builds ojas. It is not the dry, dull salads that will build ojas for kaffa. So I hope you understand the difference. When there's a kapha imbalance in a non-depressed person, just to make it clear, then we don't tell them to eat heavy, unctuous foods. But in a state of kapha depression is when I say to eat heavy, grounding foods, but heavy in the sense, healthy, nutritious, heavy. I'm not saying sit and start gulping ice cream. But you need that heaviness, you need that untuousness to build oges, So I hope you find that difference and you understand that. Then start cleaning house. (laughs) This might look really uh, insane. But when a person is in a kapha state of depression, you first of all don't even take care of yourself. You are not even aware how you look when you go out. Then How will you take care of your home or keep it clean? So maybe start with your prayer room or start with your kitchen. Or if you like, you start looking at your wardrobe. So start paying attention and then your mind will start moving with it. You will start getting different thoughts, constructive thoughts. So it's like reinventing yourself, so to speak. So as you're cleaning the house, your mind will also start getting cleaned Um, Then you'll start having nice showers or take a nice bath. Camphor essential oil works wonders. Eucalyptus oil works wonders. So you need some invigorating smell. I also used jasmine. I love jasmine coming from India. That gives me a lot of spiritual thoughts just like sandalwood does. But you need some invigorating smell but try to bring it with pure 100% essential oil, not perfumes. And then when you're ready, after like maybe a few days, start to meditate or just if you have a prayer room or have a nook for meditation, just go and sit on that place. Uh, You might have a meditation cushion or whatnot Just go and sit there. You don't even have to actively meditate, but just go and sit there and feel. Start going to the place where you were meditating, the thoughts, the feelingness of, you know, the calmness, the serenity. And you will see the mind starts to move into positivity move into constructive thoughts, move ahead, you know. So it will allow you, the mind should give you the permission to move ahead. And then maybe if you have a circle of friends or if you have a partner in life, um, go out with them, go for a nice dinner, go for a movie, dress up well, because that has a huge impact on how we see ourselves mentally i'm not saying go out and have heavy makeup and you know be decent it has to be kept well this body is a temple and we need to take care of it so well groomed um Taking care of your body is what, you know, if someone looks at you, they should feel that you take good care of your body. So that's what I'm saying. And those all seem like little things, but those are the little things that really start pulling someone up from that state of depression and kapha people are inclined to be spiritual they have that nurturing quality so start working on that maybe start cooking your favorite meals for your loved ones or for yourself maybe you're an amazing baker start baking things and there are specific herbs in ayurveda that really work very well on kapha mentality of bringing oneself from that you know from that grossness to lightness of positivity and satvic energy but it, it's very carefully administered so i feel safe to say guduchi because it is pretty thridoshik it is a little drying so vata people have to take a little caution but in general it is very safe and it is widely used to build immune system back but uh, talking about other herbs and specific Ayurveda remedies I don't feel comfortable without knowing how the client dosha are interacting what is the personality of the person the age factor is important the health factor is important so I like to keep it simple and basic when I like to kind of Talk about Ayurveda herbs. Guduchi helped me and that's why I'm sharing that with you all. I hope this helps. Uh, you get an idea how Kapha depression looks like and what it kind of implies from a yogic philosophy standpoint. There are many nuances in the Kapha state of depression. What I have tried to share with you all here is a general template of how Kapha state of depression looks and feels like. Ayurveda is a sacred science and is customized to one's cellular level. Many factors and parameters are taken into consideration when offering help. Your dosha, your age, your environment you live in, your upbringing, your mental body, your physical health, your repeated pattern of habits, and the list goes on. So it is very difficult to give a one-size-fits-all answer for kaffer depression, as there are many dynamic variables to be taken into consideration. But if you are serious in overcoming your emotional baggage, or want to come out of your depression, I would seriously encourage you to take my intensive six-week online workshop, which is given on a one-on-one basis, where we dive deep into your Manomai Kosha, the subtle emotional body, and try to open and clean chapters of your life in a very structured process, using the sacred science of yoga and Vedanta teachings. I can say this with utmost confidence that no one, and I repeat, no one can live life carrying the heavy load of emotional baggage, of anger, guilt, shame, fear, loneliness, abandonment, worthlessness, and so on. We can all just drag ourselves in life. But if the inner voice of yours is calling you to start living your life then I say take the plunge and see for yourself how the scientific wisdom of Ayurveda and yoga will reinvent you to a new sattvic you and then you will realize for yourself that is what is living life. There are only two things according to the Vedanta teachings for us to embark on our soulful journey. One, remove or release all the emotional baggage. Unless and until we heal our emotional baggage, no matter how many new seeds we sow, they will never sprout in the garden of our life. The second one, refine our taste buds so that we gain the discriminative intelligence to design the roadmap of our life by having the right taste in life itself. The word taste has huge significance in Ayurveda. When a person refines their taste buds, they in fact have refined their taste for life. They will start Gravitating to making right choices in their life. When you successfully accomplish these two things, you will really have reinvented yourself. And the new you will chart a life with the right choices, desires, thoughts, actions. And this will spread through every facet of your life. If you're serious in getting out of your emotional toxicity, please check out my six-week personal workshop. The link is in the description. Not sure to commit for six weeks and are still on the fence? You can sign up for the 60-minute recorded video which gives you practical tips on how to start the process of healing your emotional baggage. Both the links are in the description. In the next episode, we will learn about the Pitta state of depression. Pitta, as you all know, is fire. So brace yourself to uncover the fiery state of depression when we meet again. I would love to hear from you. Please share your thoughts and comments until we meet again. Oh, namaste. Sahanaubunattu Sahaviryam karavahai. Tejasvinavaditamastu Ma vidvishwa